0: Welcome to Experiencing Christ with Pastor Dennis Matovo. Freedom Experience is a teaching ministry of the word that is driven by the purpose that believers may subjectively realize the full knowledge of the truth according to 1st Timothy chapter 2 verse 4. Experiencing God in the incarnated word which is Christ to be life and light to man with grace and reality for man's enjoyment. And now, open wide your spirit receive this great teaching which is going to empower you to begin experiencing christ as your life this is pastor dennis matovo worth hearing when the, of the Lord is, there is freedom.
1: freedom experience experiencing christ amen and amen praise the lord wherever you are god bless you thanks for turning in once again on this wonderful program freedom experience teachings this is pastor dennis mat of Other kampala uganda Freedom Experience Ministry where we enjoy Christ in His Word. We enjoy Him as our life, as our light, as our grace and reality. We enjoy Him daily as our portion. We take Him on as our portion day to day. And we pray that you also take Christ as your day's portion for your enjoyment until you've fully grown up in Him, until you enjoy this Christ and see that you are found in Him, rooted, built up and growing up in Him abounding with thanksgiving this is what we call the experience of christ thank you always for following and tuning please you can always invite your uh, your friends your fellow uh, believers in church in ministry your friends at work those that you feel that they need to be part of this uh, message that we are sharing here visit on our website www.freedomexperienceministry.org get wonderful teachings in devotions and also audio messages. We have so many of them for you to enjoy. Previously, we are talking about um, the old man and we are defining what the old man is and we went on also to talk about what is the new man. So we saw uh, in detail and we saw the difference between the old man and the new man. Today let us see something which is more uh, important for us to know, and that is what we call the self. What is the self? What is the self? When I talk about the self, I'm about to tell you what the self is because you normally use the word myself, me, and myself, and I. <laughs> so, those things, me, myself, and I. So, that means that man has got three parts there's got me, that is uh, still me, myself, that is still him, and I, that is still. Him still, So appears it appears that man is a, a is a tripartite, is three in one. He has got the spirit, the soul, and the body. But of the spirit, the soul and the body, the self resides somewhere. There's what we call the flesh, and there's what we call the self, and there's what we call the spirit. So when man fell, the, that which was the soul became the the, the the self and that which was the body became the flesh. That means that the self is this, the fallen soul and the flesh is the fallen body. So uh, we need to go in detail to see what we are talking about today. We are talking about the self and for us to understand what the self is, we must consider the creation and the fall of man. Amen? So God created man with a spirit, with a soul, and with a body. We shall go back in Genesis chapter 2, in verses 7. The Bible says, in Genesis 2, 7, uh, it says that, And the Lord God formed man. God formed man. It says that, um, of the dust of the ground, and breathed into his nostrils, the breath of life and man became a living soul now that is Genesis chapter 27 we see three things that took place the Bible says God formed man of the dust of the ground now that is your body that is your body and the Bible says that when the body was formed then he went on to breathe into his nostrils the breath of life now the breath of life is your spirit that came from God in form of the breath that He breathed unto Adam. Now, we want to see what combine, what makes the soul. The Bible says, "And man became a living soul," meaning that a living soul comes from the combination of the soul of the flesh of the body, rather, and the spirit of the breath and the body when they. When the breath entered into the body, which was formed out of the dust, the combination of the breath and the body created and resulted into a living soul. The the second part of our uh, of our life, which is the soul. So let us come to First Thessalonians, First Thessalonians chapter uh, five, verses twenty three, so that we know that man is a tripartite; is a three in one. He has the spirit, the soul, and the body. And these are so different and distinct. The Bible says in 1 Thessalonians 5.23, And the very God of peace shall sanctify you wholly. And I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved. So we see here, Paul is differentiating, is dividing the man into three parts. Now let us come to Hebrews Chapter 4, verse 12. I wanted to first bring out these verses for you to have the assurance that man is possessing three parts. He has got a spirit, a soul, and a body. Hebrews 4 says in verses 12 that, For the word of God is quick, that is active and living, powerful and sharper than any double-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of the soul and the spirit and the joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intent of the heart so here we see that when the word is entering into man, when we are preaching the word, we are hearing the word when you are studying or reading the word the Bible says it becomes quick and active it has the power to divide your spirit from the soul, it has the power to enter into the bone and marrow. Now, the bones and marrow, they represent the body, the flesh. The soul is the soul and the spirit is the spirit. So, we see that even the word of God, it enters into us, it can differentiate and uh, show us the distinct part of man, parts of man. So, with those few scriptures, we now uh, are very sure that we are three in one. Now, we can talk about what the self is. Now, we see that God made man's spirit with the capacity to contact, to receive and contain God. When God was making man, he made him with the ability, with the capacity to contact, to receive and contain God. Some people ask questions, why was man created? And most people answer that man was created to worship God. That is not the exact reason as to why man was created that was what we learned from our uh sunday school from our elementary teachings that we are created to worship god that's not the reason the bible says man was created with the part that is the spirit and this spirit has got the capacity to contact god to receive god and to contain god you see those three words contact god that is connect to god Not to just worship, but receive God. And when you receive God, contain God. Let God dwell in you and live in you. Okay? So the Bible says in John chapter 4, verses 24, we know the verse, it says that uh, God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in reality, in truth. So when we add on chapter three, verses six, John three six, Jesus says that which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. When we add on Romans chapter eight, verses sixteen, the Bible says in Romans eight sixteen, the spirit is. The Bible says that the spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Now, we see that we have got enough scriptures to prove that the reason as why we have given we have been given the spirit is to contact God in form of to worship, to contact God as to be receive him because that which is born of of the spirit is spirit to receive him then we have got also to know that the Spirit is always going to live in us so that there is a witnessing, bearing a witness within us that we are, we have the, we are born of God, we, have, we belong to God, we have got the Spirit, we are able to contact God. So we see that God formed man's soul with the faculties of mind, emotion, and will. Even the soul has got three parts. It has got the mind, the emotion, and the will. So so that man can express God. The reason that's why you have the mind is to express the wisdom of God, the mind of God. The reason that's why we have the emotions is to express the emotions of God. The reason that's why we have the will is to express the will of God. That's why in our soul life we have been given these faculties, these three faculties. So God created man's body so that he could contact the physical world. God wanted to contact the world, but he needed a body. So he creates man to get quick access to the world, to bless the world, and to see that man can also contact the world and enjoy the world. The only way we contact the world is by through our body. Your body is the access to the world through your eyes, through your ears, through your your hands you access the world you see when you are walking you access the world with your body so man has got the body to access the world even God accesses physically in the world when he uses us as his agents you see so God's intention was for man to be filled in his spirit with God's divine life so that he is able to express him through the organ of his soul, that is your soul life, your mind, your will, your your emotions. So, God has an intention. The intention is to see that man is filled in his spirit with God's divine life. That's when we receive the spirit of God, you got saved. So that the divine life is filled in your spirit. So that you are able to express that which is in the spirit through the organ of your soul, that is through your mind, through your emotion, through your will. Amen. So, man's soul should be dependent upon God in a subordinate way, in a humble way, subjecting itself towards the Spirit, towards His Spirit. When your soul subjects Himself to the Spirit, your Spirit, then He's going to obey. The, 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 the spirit of God and the, the, is going to obey God you see So we see that um, that's when we call you a real person when your soul is subjective to your spirit because your spirit is filled with the divine life of God. in your spirit you find God and once your soul, which is your mind, your will, your emotion, they are subordinate to your spirit, then you become the real person. What does that mean? It means that those people that have not accepted Christ as their Lord and Savior, they simply have their own subjection unto the flesh. Their soul is subordinate to the flesh, to the body, fulfilling the desires of the flesh. Their spirit has been deadened. It cannot. It's not connected to God. It is dead toward the things of God. It does not have the divine life until they accept christ that's when the divine life enters unto them so that the order is is taken back to the way it was in the days of the garden of eden in the days of adam before his fall so we are to be people who are taking god into our spirit so that when we take god into our spirit we are able to disperse god into the rest of the people in the world to display God, to express God. But we see that in the book of Genesis, instead of man taking God into his spirit, man decided to take in the enemy, which is Satan, the enemy of God. Man takes in the enemy of God by eating. Today we are taking back God still by eating. You see? So, because of the fall in Genesis, man is entire being spirit, soul, body was damaged and it was rearranged. The order which was spirit, soul, body became the flesh, the self, and the the deadened spirit, which was no longer able to receive from God. In other words, man's spirit was deadened. We use the word deadened as it is indicated in Ephesians 2 verses 1. I will show you. The Bible says, (coughs) it says that once he says and you has he quickened that is given life and you has he quickened who were dead in the trespass and sins so when we sinned we are deadened. we were dead we became dead by the sin of adam but now he has quickened us hallelujah so man is man is soul uh, was saturated with satan's evil words and thoughts. In other words, after the fall in Genesis chapter 3, 1 to 5, let us read that story. We see how the devil comes in to disorganize man's enjoyment. The Bible says in Genesis 3, verses 1 to 5, it talks about the serpent which was uh, more subtle uh, than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yeah, has God said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? The serpent is asking Eve. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat of it. Neither shall ye touch it lest you die. Verse 4 says that, and the serpent said unto the woman, You shall not surely die. For God does not, for God does know that it uh, in the day you eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened. As if the devil is telling Eve that as you are following God, your eyes are closed, your eyes are blind. In other words, when you look at the statement, the, the, the serpent is saying that Adam and Eve's eyes were blind in that they could not see other trees. They were only seeing the tree of life. So the devil comes in to tell them the half-truth. He's telling them that the eyes are blinded. When you eat, they shall open. opened. towards another realm, towards another realm. World of sin. That's what the devil was telling Eve. But if they did not pick that, read them that God knows that the day you eat thereof, your eyes shall be open and you shall be as gods. The Bible states here, uh, gods in the King James version, uh, whereas other versions indicate the word God in capital, but King James mentions gods to show that the devil was deceiving Eve. That when you eat, you are going to be like as gods, implying that there are other gods other than God in capital G. So we see that knowing good and evil. So that's where the problem came from. Now, this was when man was corrupted and became, and this this the soul became the self. The soul becomes the self when It was saturated with Satan's evil words and thoughts. Even today, if your soul is saturated with evil, either in word or in thoughts, then your soul has become corrupted. Then it becomes the self in you. The self. That's why the Lord wants us to deal with our self. The self is whereby you are independent of God and you are by yourself using your faculties minus God. And that's when you are in oneness with Satan. That means that whenever we are in ourself, we are independent of God, but we are in oneness with Satan. And our bodies from the day of Genesis 3, our bodies were transmuted and they became the flesh of sin. Meaning that the flesh, the soul became the self, and the body became the flesh of sin, as Romans chapter seven, verses eighteen states. Romans says, when Paul was talking about the wicked man, which was in Romans chapter seven, he comes to verses verses um, eighteen and says that. For I know that in me that is in my flesh. Now the flesh is now that fallen body becomes the flesh. He says that now I know that in me that is in my flesh dwells no good thing. For to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good I find not. Even today, in your flesh there is nothing good. In your flesh there is nothing good. I want you to see the difference between your body and your flesh. The flesh is the fallen body. When the body is practicing sin, when the flesh is burning within you, that is is burning with with sin, the flesh of sin. When sin entered the body, the body became the flesh. Fallen. Romans chapter 8 verse 3 says, For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin condemned sin in the flesh so we see that the body the flesh when man fell and became the body became the flesh the flesh could not obey any law that was given by God in the days of Moses the flesh could not because it was already fallen. It cannot accomplish the law. The Bible says that until God sent Christ and he came in the likeness of the sinful flesh, in other words, he put on the flesh which was uh, a fallen flesh, but he was not corrupted with the sin of the flesh. That's why he did not carry the DNA of, of the father, uh, or of a natural father. He carries the DNA of a spiritual father in order for him to have no corruption in his life on earth. The Bible says he came to condemn the sin which was in the flesh. God had to come and put on flesh to condemn the sin which was in the flesh. So God still needs the faculties of man's soul for his expression. He needs your mind. He needs your heart. He needs your will, your emotion. He needs them, but when we live independent life of the soul, the self, then I tell you, we have denied Christ. We, we, we have denied Christ. Even today, he wants us to ex, he wants our soul life to express Him, to come out of that independent life of the soul, to come out of the self, to deny them. That's why he says in Matthew chapter sixteen, verse twenty-four. I'll read for you there. It says, Matthew 16, verses 24, uh, Jesus was telling the, the disciples that, Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself. Deny the self, Deny the self. If you are to come to Christ, and take up his cross and follow me. He says, also in Mark chapter 8, verses 34. repeats the same thing and says in verses 34 and he and when he had called the people unto him with his disciples also he said unto them whosoever will come after me that is getting saved let him also deny himself in other words deal with yourself deal with your soul fallen soul you see deny himself and take up his cross and follow me He comes again in Luke 9 and tells us the same thing. Luke 9, verses 23. The Bible says that uh, in verse 23, Jesus again tells them that, And he said to them all, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily. Now Luke adds on the word daily. Now that's daily, we are supposed to deny the self. Daily, we are supposed to deny evil thoughts daily, we are supposed to deny evil, evil sight, evil everything, evil speaking, evil thoughts, evil what. Denying daily and follow me. So we have a work to do to deny the self on a daily basis. Hallelujah. So the expression of the self is in human opinion, thoughts and concepts. Whenever we want to express the self, that's when we bring in our opinion, our thoughts and our concept and we we, we get rid of God's opinion, God's thoughts, and God's concept. So, self and the soul life are often used interchangeably in the New Testament. You'll find the word self, you'll find the word soul life. So, we see that in Matthew they have showed us we have got to deny that self even throughout Luke. You see? Now, the passage, such as uh, in Luke chapter 9, verses. 24 to 25 it indicates that the self and the soul life they are identical they are the same when you have your, when you're having the self then what happens is that you are going to live with the soul life the soul life is embodied in the self and the self is just the soul life that's identical this one thing so in our ex in our practical experience even today we need a further realization That the expression of the self is in human opinion. The moment we bring in our human reasoning, human opinions, human thoughts in the things of Christ, that is the self. The moment we bring in our thoughts other than the thoughts of Christ, that is the self. The moment we bring in our concept, the way we understand things, I tell you that is the self. That is the self, that is the soul life. When you see that human opinions, these are three sides of one entity. The self, the soul life, and the human opinion. They are the the, the three sides of one entity belonging to the soul life. The soul. So, now, we have seen these illustrations. And uh, now let us see uh, what we are supposed to do. Christ says uh, to Peter in Matthew, 16 21 to 23. We see that one day Peter gets a revelation that Christ is the Son of God. He called him the Christ. You are the Christ. He got that revelation. Then, after some time, we see that Peter again is used of the devil. And Christ turns to him and tells him that get behind me, Satan. And Peter was wondering. Now let us read verses 21 to 23. Matthew 16. Remember in the previous verses, he had received a a revelation. But when we come to verses 21, um, we see that when Jesus tried to explain how he's supposed to die on the cross, then Peter comes in with his soul life. The first response of Peter was in the spirit. In other words, he received a revelation from God by the spirit. Then when he got a revelation, he says, Jesus is the Christ, the son of the living God. Then in verses 22, he brings in the soul life. The Bible says, Then Peter took him and began to rebuke him. He's rebuking Jesus. Saying, Be it far from you, Lord, this shall not be unto thee. When Peter was talking, he was talking his mind his opinion. You see? But we see that Jesus stands to him in verse 23, and said unto Peter, Get thee behind me, Satan, thou art an offense, and to me, for thou um, severest not the things that be of God, but the things that be of men. And we see that Jesus ends up blasting the devil in Peter. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, The Lord revealed that he was going to the cross to die according to God's ordination, according to God's will, from eternity past. Because that is indicated in 1 Peter 1:19, 20. God, according to eternity past, he was to send Jesus to die on the cross, to redeem us. Even Acts chapter 2, verse 23. But we see that Peter is rebuked by the Lord. He told him that, God be merciful to you, Lord. This shall not by any means happen to you. Now, when you look at such words, they are good words, sympathetic words, loving words. They are expressing the love for Christ. In other words, Peter was concerned, concerning Christ's well-being, you see, the Lord's well-being. But the Lord turned and said to him, get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. For you are not setting your mind on the things of God, but on the things of men. That is verse 23. Was, Jesus was revealing to Peter, sometimes when you don't set your mind on the things of God, to think the things of God, your mind will be set on the things of the earth, things of the flesh. And at, the, at that very time, your mind will become the seraph. So, Peter's concept, Peter's idea, and Peter's opinion expressed through his mind, were actually Satan speaking. Most times, Satan speaks through our minds, speaks through our works that we do, our, our evil deeds, our evil we do, our evil we speak, our evil we think. That is the manifestation of Satan in our, in our soul life, in our flesh. So, we see that the verses that went on, the Lord spoke to deny the self. When he rebuked Peter in verses 23, then he comes to to teach him to deny the self, the soul life. Because if we have the spirit life and we are born again, yet we don't deny the self, the self will always bump in. The self will always come in to disorganize whatever we are building for God. It is always going to come in interrupt the flow of life that we have received from christ and this is the idea that christ wants us to take even today he wants us to deny the soul life which is the flesh rather the self once we deny the self the flesh will be weakened may the lord have mercy upon us that we may be so keen and observant i want to stop here may the lord bless you I pray that you keep on following this wonderful teaching so that you are helped. God bless you. This is Pastor Dennis, part of other from Kampala, Uganda, Freedom Experience Ministry. Uh, We love you. Follow our website to get more teachings and to get previous episodes. Uh, The website is www.freedomexperienceministry.org. God bless you. We to get more of this message and
0: partner with Freedom Experience Ministry, log on to our website www.thefreedomexperienceministry.org or find us on our Facebook page Freedom Experience Ministry. You can also call us directly on plus25670389309. be
1: blessed. Experience the mystery of the word, the redemptive power, revelation and eternity purpose brought to light in your walk with Christ divisions, confusions, denominations and problems come from these two sources, doctrines and gifts. If we are frank and honest, we will admit that the more doctrines and gifts we have, the more divisions we have in the church. Every division and denomination is built up on either a certain doctrine or a certain kind of gift. I am standing here to challenge this. My attitude is toward Christ, not toward doctrine. I don't like to talk about doctrine. We simply need to help people to believe in Jesus Christ, to personally receive Him as their Savior and the Son of God, who was incarnated as a man, died on the cross for our sins, and resurrected on the third day. Then we need to help people to love this Christ, to know this Christ, to experience this Christ, and to be built up as a church to experience this Christ. As long as we do that, that is wonderful, that is good enough. Let us forget everything else. Let us love Christ. Let us know Christ. Let us experience Christ. Let us enjoy Christ. Let us be built up as a church to experience and express this Christ. Freedom experience, Experience experiencing Christ. Experience the mystery of the word, the redemptive power, revelation, and eternity purpose brought
0: to light in your walk with Christ.